want to just take a few minutes this morning, uh, an, an honest few minutes, <laughs> as best as I can. I want to follow up on <clears throat> message that uh, Jamie Van Gelder brought last week. If you did not, if you were not here, or you uh, you didn't see it online, please please do so. I really encourage you to grab hold of it because it really answers the, one of the big questions that we all ask ourselves: Why are we here at the mission? And uh, so I think it's important for you. If you haven't listened to it, or you haven't, uh, or you weren't here last week, please do so. You can get it on YouTube, on the Mission Channel on YouTube, or on our Facebook page, uh, and you can do that. Okay? Are you here? Yes. You look like you're here. Thanks for thanks for showing up and being in the house today. Thank you for those that are online. We're, we're glad you're with us too, and we hope to see you next week right here in the house. All right. Uh, the, uh, some of the things that Jamie reminded us of last week, I want to just briefly go over those and speak to just one, uh, one of the things out of our decisions that define us. Uh, he reminded us that we, we are the people who stand in the gap between the reality of God's promises and purposes and that person or persons who are lost and, and uh, are feeling scattered, they're, they're uh, sheep without a shepherd, and we get to stand in between those, hanging on to the reality of what God has promised and putting hands of compassion on the people around us. Such a great message last night to stand with that grip on heaven uh, and being able to release that into the people around us is such a great picture. And it's really the truth of who we are and what we're supposed to be. Uh, and he also talked about the empty seats in the auditorium. Uh, he, he talked about them not being an elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about, uh, but really they're a calling or an invitation for us to walk with people that we already know, that are already in our life. They're in and around our life, and we get to be that, that agent for them. And, uh, you know, it's, the, it's, the, it's just the absolute truth of, of mathematics, that if everyone in this room decided to affect the person around them in a way that causes them to hunger to come to be with you on a Sunday morning and receive what you receive, we would double suddenly. Yeah. It's simple math. That's right, we don't teach that in the school anymore. Forgot. <laughs> but most of you are old enough to be in school when they did actually taught math. The math we can understand, right? <laughs> so it's a simple math. If we take up the mission that God's called us to, right? Because those that uh, will fill the seats are, we already know them. They're people around us. And I want to explore this a little bit more this morning. <clears throat> there's, a, there's a quote that, that really means a lot to me. I, I, I don't remember who said it, I, I read it somewhere, it says, there are two important days in a person's life. The day we are born and the day we discover why. Yeah. Yeah. The day we're born and the day we discover why. And discovering why you're here, why you, you have purpose in the world, is really, really important. And Paul addresses that to some degree in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. It says this, now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and given us the ministry or the role, the assignment of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, 
not imputing or assigning their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word or the message of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. What's an ambassador? Ambassador is one who is sent into a territory with the authority of that kingdom to change the culture, to bring the culture of that kingdom into wherever they go. So we are been given, we are called ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Now listen, none of us are going to go to our neighbors or our family friends that really need to know Christ and say, we implore you in Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Right? It doesn't work so well. But we have influence with them to influence them as ambassadors of Christ, to know Christ. So we have the ministry, which is the work, the assignment, the role of reconciliation. And we have the message of reconciliation. In other words, a declaration, a language, a message of reconciliation that we carry, that, that are a part of who we are. And reconciliation is simply means to exchange. And it's to exchange, help someone exchange their their confusion with clarity. To help them come to that place where they they no longer feel at war with God because God has not been at war with them. And now they know that God is the friend and loves them and is for them, not against them. We get to be that agent of that kind of reconciliation to move from disfavor to favor, to be exchange agents, ambassadors. And it's not to help people come to a common opinion Or a common political party. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. You know what I'm saying? But a common place in Christ Jesus. We get to be a bridge. And, and in, in order to be a bridge, you have to be willing to lay down our life for others to walk across. It's part of the process. To give up our place in line so that others can move forward. Paul stated uh, in, in uh, 2 Corinthians, nope, 1 Corinthians 9. 1 Corinthians 9, this way, this, way, this is what he says. For thy am, I know, amen. Yeah. You calling your mama, your daddy, or what? Probably is a mama or daddy that could help out here. Preach it. There you go. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a servant to all that I might win more. Did you hear that? Though I'm free from all men, I've made myself a servant to all, that I might win some. And to the Jew I become as a Jew, as, uh, that I might win the Jew. To those who are under the law, as under the law, that I might win those who are under the law. To those who are without law, as without law. Not being without law toward God, but under law toward Christ. That I might win those who are without law. To the weak I become weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all men that I might by all means save some. 
Now this I do for the gospel's sake that I might be partakers with you. In other words, I'll be all things to all men that I might win some. There's that giving up of oneself in serving of others to see that they get what we already have. To not do that is kind of selfish, isn't it? There's, There's two things about the gospel. One is it's all about us. It is. It's all, about, it's all about me. Jesus did it all for me. The second thing about the gospel, it's not about us. <laughs> it's not about us. <laughs> it's about everybody around us that needs to know what we know. To receive what we've received. To get what we've got. Yeah? Amen? Still with me? Okay. Can you imagine what it would be like if every believer took the responsibility to build a bridge for everyone that can't even, can't even understand that they can know God? And we're a bridge that they walk over and they get to know Jesus. That's, that's our privilege. And that's a lot what he was talking about last week. And here at the mission, we have a passion to host the presence of God, but there's a purpose in that. It's not simply that we get to have, enjoy and have fun in the presence. It's so that we we carry then the manifest presence of Jesus everywhere we go. We want people, anyone who comes through these doors to know God is alive because they feel him. They experience him. I'd make no apology over the fact that we are seeking an experience. Because the Bible talks about what he offers to us to experience. It says to know the love of God. The word there, know, does not mean to intellectually perceive, but to know by experiencing. So everybody that comes through these doors, you need to know God loves you. He's for you and he's not against you. And have that, that just so much resonating in them. Not that they hear it intellectually, but they feel it. They know it. It resonates in their spirit. It gets down deep inside of them to where it converts Reconciliation. We get to be agents of that. And we've embraced this as our mission here at the mission. It was a little, almost 20 years ago, uh, some of you know this story, but most, most of you do not know the background to the decisions that define us. We were, I, w- I was preparing for a Sunday morning when we were going to honor the graduates of our uh, supernatural school at the time. And I sat down at the computer and uh, felt that the Holy Spirit just, just started downloading some things to me. And over the next 15, 20 minutes, I just typed as fast as I could. And I didn't care about the syntax and grammar. I just was da- just speaking, just typing it out as, as he was giving it to me. And it became, when, we, when I spoke at that Sunday morning... Deb says she can remember sitting there and and every one of those, there's 21 decisions that define who we are. And every one of those decisions, she would think, yeah, I remember having to pay for that. I remember how how we went after that, how that's become a part of the house because we embraced that. 21 statements about the decisions that we have made as a house. They became our apostolic mandate, which just simply means this this is what we're going to embrace, what we're going to go after. As a house, and I never, never anticipated that it would go as viral as it did when we wrote the book uh, 
about decisions that define us. We have ministries all around the world that have adopted the decisions as part of their declaration of who they are. We're very privileged that that has happened. Uh, you, can, you can type decisions that define us, you Google it, and you'll find it on a variety of different places around the world. Uh, and I'm really thankful for that because it so resonates with the heart of people. It's not, it's not a statement, it's not a mission statement that is transitory. You understand what transitory means? Turn to somebody and say, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Transitory, it, it comes and goes. It doesn't come and go. It doesn't go. It is, it is what is at the heart of the, of the Father for us. We, uh, Dan and I, for a long time, wanted to capsulize the decisions that define us in a video presentation. And uh, we just never, never seemed to get it done. Uh, but one of those decisions, and I'm going to talk, talk about this before we, and then I'm going to show you something. One of the core decisions that I think affects just about everything we do is, is we have decided that we are a mission station, not a museum. We are a mission station, not a museum. And because of this decision, when you make a decision like that, you have to then follow it up with what you're going to do. Right? And so we call those our therefore. We are a mission station, not a museum. Therefore, and then we list several things that we go after that are part of the, the way we live this thing out. So we're going to talk about that for just a minute, and then I want, to, want you to invite you to be part of something here this morning. And here's one of those therefores. We are a mission station, not a museum. Therefore, we are people of engagement, not observation. People of engagement, not observation. It's been said that a football game is made up of 22 players on the field in desperate need of rest. And 80,000 people in the stands in desperate need of exercise. Right? Unfortunately, the church is in the stands too much of the time, allowing the select few to be on the field. Mm-hmm. Too many of us in the stands instead of in the game. And I think we're really good at observing the culture around us. But we haven't been called to observe. We've been called to transform, to change, to engage the culture and be agents of transformation. That's the calling, not just of the mission, it's the calling of every believer. Not to just observe and watch and you know, we're really good thermometers. Right, we can take the temperature. We know what's wrong with our society. We know what's wrong with our culture. We're good thermometers. We need to be a thermostat that, is, that establishes the temperature of the culture. You know, salt and light are change agents. They, they don't leave anything unchanged. You put salt on a, on a good piece of meat and all of a sudden the flavors come alive, right? Or for you vegetarians, put it a little bit on some broccoli and it's really good. But it's change agent. You put salt on something, it, it's not the same. You really can't even scrape it off. 
Because it's going to affect, it's going to saturate. And you turn light on in a dark room and you suddenly see something you never saw before. And once you see that, everything changes in you. That's what we are, salt and light in our, in our society. We're to be change agents, not observers. I think sometimes we look at the mess around us and we think, it's just too big. What, what can I do about this? And I think it's really true that it's really true that we can't do everything. We can do something. And that something most of the time is simply showing up filled up. Just showing up in your workplace, showing up in your colleges, showing up in your, in your homes and in your families, filled up with the presence of God that overspill, comes out and spills out on everybody around you. It doesn't have to be difficult. Jamie said this last week, and I think it's really important for us to grab hold of. It's not about the church starting a new program. It really isn't. It's, but it's about the church. That's you and me. Just being who we were designed to be, right. affecting and influencing the culture around us. Right. Being agents of transformation, of reconciliation. <laughs> Love it. I have a new puppy. This reminds me of my new puppy. <laughs> Molly. Yeah, Molly. <laughs> Good golly, Miss Molly. My goodness. We're people of engagement, not observation. In another place within the decisions that define us, we state it this way, we are a battleship, not a cruise ship. We are, not a, we, we are not here for our personal comfort. When a battleship shows up in the ocean somewhere, it imposes its will. And we are called to impose the will of the kingdom of God onto the world around us. We're an army, not an audience. We're special forces, not spectators. Missionaries, not club members. We have decided we are a mission station, not a museum. Therefore, we are the mission. Come on. So who's the mission? Who's the mission? It's not the building. It's not 6391 Leisure Town Drive Road. You are. I am. It's the people of the kingdom that call the mission their home. Many, as I mentioned many years ago, Dan and I wanted to display the decisions in a video form. And uh, we never just n- never got it done, one reason or another. Uh, but now since Joe Platts has come onto our team and Paris and Joe Platts began. Yeah, thank Joe. Thank you, Joe. And Joe and Paris took it on as a project. And we're, we're in the process now. It's still a work in progress, but we're getting there. But there's a piece missing, and that's where you come in this morning. You ready? Yeah. You ready to be? You want me to say it before you say yes to it, because you, you don't trust me. Already, yeah, you're already ready to go. So I'm going to show you a brief clip of a little bit of, of the decisions that define us that we're putting together. 
Uh, and then uh, I want you to notice what's missing. All right. So are you ready up there, Joe? Let's see it. We have decided. 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 We are a mission station, not a museum. Therefore, we honor the past, live in the present, and put our eyes on the future. We see past events as stepping stones, not stop signs. We are people of engagement, not observation. We raise up world changers, not tour guides. We train up commandos, not committees. We are people of our destiny, not our history. Therefore, we are the mission. We are the mission. What's missing is one last statement by you. We are the mission. So here's what you're going to have a chance to do. Now, it, uh, we're going to ask everyone that's part of the mission to come and stand on the platform this morning, and we're just going to simply make that one statement. Can you memorize that? <laughs> Let's try it all together. We are the mission. Oh, man, we got it. That's good. Uh, now, if you can remember that by the time you get back up here, so we don't have to say it again. So what we're going to do, we're going to ask you to come out up here if you're part of the mission. Now, when you do that, understand that you are giving permission for your face to be seen on this video. This video will go out on Facebook. Uh, so if you're wanted by the police somewhere, you may not, yeah, you may not want to do that. We'd love to have your children as part of this. But if you bring your children up, you are, you are giving permission for your children to be in this video and to be shown publicly. So we need you to understand that that is what you're doing when you come up here and you bring your children with you. Uh, and I think the youth, uh, would somebody, uh, the youth come back in yet? They're, they were here. Great, thanks. Uh, so we're going to do that in just a minute. Why don't you all stand up, stand up with me. Listen, if you don't want to be on the video, that's fine. And, and, and I'm sure it's not because you're wanted by the police. But there just may be some other reasons because of work situations or whatever. That's fine. Or if you're not part of the mission, you're visiting with us this morning. We just love you to observe what happens here in a few minutes. So we're going to try to squeeze all of you on the platform here, and uh, Joe is going to, going to work the video magic that he does, and we're all going to get to say together, we are the mission.